Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. Chase Massner is an Iraq War veteran, a husband, a father. His wife told us she dropped him off at a quick trip in Cobb County. His family says he was last seen at a friend's house in Kennesaw three years ago. It's like he vanished from that home, not to be seen or heard from again. Despite some intense searching, few clues have been found. We have absolutely no answers at all. Police are trying to determine if remains found in a backyard of those of an Army veteran who has been missing now for three years. This is the home where three years ago, 26-year-old Chase Massner was last seen. The search continues for a man wanted in connection with the disappearance and now death of a young Cobb County father and veteran. Hunter was the last person to see Masner alive and he is now charged with concealing a death. You have to question why somebody would make the decision all of a sudden to run. Imagine your son, you have raised the apple of your eye, you pour all of your love, all of your hopes, all of your dreams into him. You watch him grow up and become a man. You watch him fall in love and marry and have children and then be sent away to Iraq to fight for his country and make it back safe and sound only to go missing. Drop off the face of the earth, totally off the map, off the grid. A a son that calls you two and three times a day and texts you routinely, you never hear from him again. He drives out of your driveway one afternoon, and then another word is never heard. No doorbell, no knock at the door, no text, no phone call, nothing. His birthday passes, your birthday passes, Mother Day, Christmas, they all pass by, and not a word. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories, and I'm talking about Iraqi war hero. Chase Masner. Joining me right now is a special guest, Channel 46 WCBS, Daniel Wilkerson. Daniel, I really don't think his mom is ever going to get over this. Oh, no, this is her only child. And and even though she, I think she was married when when they had him, they, they divorced and she lived with Chase by, you know, just her and Chase for years. And when I went into, you know, their house, she gave Chase the master bedroom. That's how close they were. Daniel, do you remember the, the first time we met with Chase's mom? Oh, man, it, it wasn't a dry eye in the uh-uh. room. I opened that door, and she had all of those photo albums of him laying out. I'm like, oh, dear Lord in heaven. Take a listen to this. Stephanie Cadena is with me right now. Also with me is Daniel Wilkerson from CBS 46, who has also been on the story, along with Alan Duke and our staff. Lee and others from Crime Online. Well, you're all here now, and I wish you were here with us. We're all gathered around a table. We're all sifting through bits and pieces of evidence, trying to make some sense, heads or tails, of where is Chase Master. You know, we have gone round and round and round, like a dog chasing its tail, And then when you catch it, you still don't have anything. Can you take me back to the day that Chase went missing? What happened? Chase was at our house. He was staying with us for a few days. And 
spoke with Amanda, his wife, on the phone. Now, hold on. He's married with two little girls at this time. Yes. Two little, little girls. But he and a man, he's just come out of active duty. He's coming home, and he's having problems assimilating back into the regular civilian world. Okay, a lot of people can identify with that. When I came out of uh, prosecuting crimes, I had a hard time assimilating with regular people. So I can barely imagine what he was going through. So he's fighting with Amanda, and he came to stay at your house for a few days. Correct. All right. Okay. Then what? He had been with us for three days, and he had the next two days off work, and Amanda had asked him to go back to their house uh, for those two days, and she came to pick him up from the house, and they were arguing. Already? At the pickup? Before, even on the phone, before the pickup. Why? Over what? You know, I don't... Was it money? I didn't know they were having problems until Amanda asked me if Chase could come and spend some time at our house so they could have space. Okay, so he finally lands a job at Quick Drip. Yes, I know you don't... Grow up as a little boy thinking, hey, one day I want to be a clerk at Quick Trip. I get it. But he was having a hard time. So landing that job and going to it on a regular basis and assimilating was kind of a triumph, right? Yes. Okay, so they leave together. Where were the the babies, the girls? In the car. Okay. Then what happens? And what day is that? March 26th. 326, all right. Then what happens? And what time of the day was that? It was in the evening, early evening. I'm thinking 6.30-ish. In the evening? Yes. Okay. He leaves. When did you hear from him next? Never. That was it. That was it. When he left, what do you remember about him leaving? What little thing do you remember? He was just so frustrated. That's the only word I can come up with is frustrated. It was, he was very irritated, agitated, and just. About what? This this could be important. What do you think he was agitated about? Whatever was going on in their marriage. Was it that or was it just life in general? or the argument he was having with Amanda? I really think it was just what was going on between he and Amanda. Okay. Well, they've all been there. So he leaves around 6.30 that evening, 3.26, March 26. And you never saw him again? Never. And you never spoke to him again? No. Did you ever text with him again? No. I text him, but I, I didn't get any response. That's significant. When did you text him? Not until the next day. Is that normal for him to have gone the whole night without texting or anything? Well, yes, because, like I told you before, I just assumed they went home yeah. and were working things out. So I didn't try to call him or text him that night. The next day... Yeah, the last thing a married couple needs is the mother-in-law butting in. Okay. Had he already had supper here with you? No. So he left, and for all you knew, the girls, they went out to dinner or went home, and you just assume no news is good news. Right. Okay. So next day, what happens? 
next day I got up, just proceeded as a normal day, and I got a text from Amanda later in the afternoon. Did you text him that day? Not until after I heard from Amanda. Okay, what did she say? She said, I just wanted to let you know that Chase did not come home with me last night. I mean, really, they couldn't just hold it together for five or six hours until they fell asleep. So something went bad there. Did yes. she tell you what? No, she didn't give me any details, but she she told me that um, she took Chase to Brad's house. Between 8 and 9, the night of 326, she took him to Brad's So they made it for about three hours. Yes. Got into an argument. She took him to Brad's. Do you believe she took him to Brad's? I do. I have no reason not to believe that she did. Because Brad says he was there. Right. So, so you texted, texted him at what time that day? 327. Well, as soon as I found out that Chase was not with Amanda, as soon as I got that text, I started calling his phone and texting. And what time would that have been? After 4. Okay, so at 4 p.m., you start texting and calling. Correct. Sent Thursday, March 27th at 3.37 p.m. Hi, baby, will you please give me a call? I'm assuming that you're just sleeping, which is totally okay, but I need to know that you're all right. I love you. End of message. Did the phone go straight to voicemail, or did it ring? I just wonder if his phone was already out of commission. I wonder, was he killed that night, and everything else was a lie? That's what I'm wondering. I don't think it went straight to voicemail. I can't, I can't remember for sure. Would you have expected to hear from him before 4 o'clock? No. But after you texted him and called him, would you have expected to hear from him? Yes. Immediately or a few hours later? Within 5, 10 minutes. Yep. That was your relationship? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go to Daniel. Daniel, does what she's saying so far jive with your knowledge of the facts? It does. The only thing that is a little off from Brad Clement, the friend who last saw Chase, he says that he picked Chase up from QT, but you're saying that Amanda says she dropped Chase off at Brad's house. Actually, in the when I called and reported Chase missing and Amanda came into the middle of the report, she actually said both things, that she took Chase to Brad's house and that she dropped Chase off at Quick Trip. That could have been true. For all I know, she took him to Brad's house and he wasn't there and then dropped him at Quick Trip or whatever. It could very well be that way. The fact is, Brad says they met at Quick Trip. Yes. And she says she left him with Brad. Mm -hmm. And we know, we believe anyway, that he was with Brad from that point on. Yes. So Quick Trip or House. How far did he live from Quick Trip anyway? Two minutes. Uh, okay. So we know that he was with Brad that after that night. Yes. By 10 o'clock, he was with Brad. Yes. And you never saw or heard from him after that. That was the last time anyone but Brad saw him that we know of. Yes. Okay. At Brad's house, he was having roofing done. Is that correct? Yes. And did they any of the roofers ever see him they're alive. I don't know. Do you know, Daniel? No. I talked to or spoke with the owner of the roofing company, and he says they never saw Chase. Would they have? Was he in a bedroom asleep the whole time or what? According to Brad, yes, he was in a bedroom sleep. 
So I never came out of the bedroom. According to the roofer, no. Now, were the roofers in the home or outside the home? They were outside the home primarily. Uh, they had a barbecue. Brad had a barbecue, and at some point, for the roofers. Yes. I mean, why not just cut him a check? Why would you give him a barbecue? Brad says that he invited him in for a barbecue, and while there, the roofers say Brad gave them a, a tour of Brad's home. Including the bedroom? They went all over, according to... Well, did they see? Yeah. Did they see Chase? No, they didn't. I'm not even asked why would he give the roofers a tour of his home, but that's significant. If he gave them a tour of his home, then you would have expected him to go in that bedroom. Did the roofers say he went in the bedrooms? I don't know specifically where they went. He just said that Brad gave them a tour of the home, and the roofers said that he thought that was odd. Well, I agree with that. Okay, so at that time, we have no reason to know that Chase is dead or alive or asleep in the bedroom or gone. No. So the last time anyone can corroborate him being alive is that night around 930. Yes. Now, now if you take Brad's testimony, you know, he saw him, but as far as more, anyone well, more than Brad, no. That and a dollar won't even buy me a gallon of gas, okay? So let's just move from, we know he's alive around 10 o'clock that night. If we've got him alive at that time, who's the police authority, Cobb? Cobb County. Cobb County police. PD. What are they saying about surveillance video at Quick Trip? I mean, you might as well be in NASA or, 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 or a Vegas casino because Quick Trip is tricked out with surveillance, typically. So what about that? Cobb hasn't said anything to me. They've said more to Stephanie, right? Yes, and I don't believe they have any surveillance. Have they tried to get it or just dropped the ball? I don't believe they tried to get it, no. Now, we don't know for sure that Cobb didn't pull it. We don't know for sure, but the first several weeks, they were not actively investigating because... In their words, it's not a crime to be missing. If he wanted to walk away, it's not a crime. Okay, let's talk about that. Had he ever in his life gone this long without texting you or calling you? Ever? Never. And you know what I say? If you don't know a horse, look at his track record. So what somebody has done in the past, they're likely to do again. Right. If he had gone his whole life texting you and calling you every what? Day, other day, what? all the time then why would he quit that day right and say to h-e-double-l with my mother so i don't believe that i don't either what are they telling you that they have done i know you begged them to search a a dumpster in the neighborhood that was full of roofing materials correct and they searched the wrong dumpster you know what we're back at square one stephanie because we have to talk to brad that's the missing link here now, we know he has refused a polygraph and then stated again he will take a polygraph. I'm going looking for him. Okay? Okay. Armed with nothing but my iPhone, and I am going to find him. And I'm going to ask him what happened. I'm going to see what story he's going to tell me, and we'll take it from there. But I want to know from you, as we sit here together right now, what are your thoughts? I just, I just want to know the truth.
I want to know what happened to Chase. Do you believe Chase is still alive? I do not. Now, are you saying that with your heart and your head, or? Uh, yes, I, I don't believe he's alive. Can you think of a reason that anyone would have wanted him dead? Not a single reason. Do his daughters ever ask where his daddy? The oldest one does. And what do people tell the daughters? I've been told that Chase's grandparents, grandfather specifically, has talked to Sydney and told her that her daddy's in heaven. Have any of these players come to speak to you? The friend, the computer people, Brad, the quick trip people, the renters down the street, everyone that would possibly have seen him after you did. Has anybody come forward to tell you anything? No. Why? I don't know. It's like every ba everybody's backing away from this. They don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And I find that very disturbing. I do, too. What's your message today to anyone that knows anything about Chase's whereabouts? Get it off your chest. Tell us the truth. And let us have peace. Would you be willing to forgo a prosecution in exchange for knowing what happened to Chase. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not trying to get revenge or get anyone in trouble. I'm just trying to find justice for Chase. See, I don't think that I could ever live with knowing someone killed him. I I don't think I could exchange justice for truth. I'm not sure about that. I gotta think this thing through. Just is it worth just knowing what happened to forgo a prosecution of whoever is responsible? I don't know the answer to that. I've never had to face that question myself. I've had to ask other people that question. I've lived the last three years not knowing. And every single day is just hell. You know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but I know this. We're going to try. Because I can't stand seeing you cry like this. And if it were, God forbid, my own child, I couldn't live with myself either. With me is Chase Mazur's mother, Stephanie, and we are on a search for the truth. I want to take this moment and thank our partner, for making our program possible today. It's Super Beats. Well, if you're like me, you don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about your circulation, but I can tell you this. When I gave birth to the twins and got blood clots in my lungs, that made me think about circulation. So you really should think about it. And here's why. 
Good circulation is crucial to energy and stamina. And let me tell you something, working full-time and raising the twins, I need energy. Now, here's the thing. Good circulation gets oxygen and nutrients flowing through your body so you can exercise longer, you can do more every day, and you recover more quickly when you need to. But what can you do to promote healthy circulation? Okay, get ready. Drink Super Beets. That's right. I said Super Beets. When I first said it, my son thought it was a headset, and my daughter agreed. It's not a headset. Super Beets promotes the body's own natural ability to produce healthy circulation. To increase energy and stamina all day long, Super Beets is made from beets that are grown to very exacting standards. Then they're concentrated into superfood crystals. So if you want to improve your circulation, call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeets.com. Now listen to this. With a first order, you get an extra 30-day supply of Super Beats free, plus these indicator strips that show you how Super Beats is working for you, plus free shipping. Now, there's a deal. Go to nancysbeats.com or call 800-516-0683. I'm all about increasing my energy, and I love Super Beats. And I want to thank Super Beats for being with us today and being our partner. We looked and we looked and we searched and we found Brad Clements. We found him. I beat on his door. He opened the door and he let me in. I want you to hear what he said when I questioned him, grilling him over an hour and a half about the disappearance of Chase Masner. I'm trying to figure out, especially after I met Chase's mother yesterday, that about broke my heart. I mean, it's been all this time she still doesn't even know what happened. She thinks Chase is dead. Do you think he's dead? I don't know. I mean, I I hope that he's not, but I really, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've, you know, I've wondered about it. And, you know, the, the last time that I was with him, like, like I, I hardly knew them, really. Like, I met him maybe uh, three or four times. I mean, see, I, the, the thing is, is, like, I hardly knew them. Like, they were good friends, so semi-good friends with my friend Alan, who lived in the house with me. Okay. And and like I had to get I had to make him leave because he wouldn't pay me rent and um, you know he I also caught him like cross dressing and he thought I was going to tell all you know all our friends that he was like dressing up like a girl and stuff and so he told um, Amanda and them that I like shot ha shot heroin into Chase and killed him and put this all in their head just just to get me in trouble. Why Be would you use up heroin on somebody else? And it's fact, somebody that I don't even know, you know, I mean, why would you do something where there's, that, that's another thing. It's like, I just don't know, some, why would you take somebody that you hardly know and then get them high with heroin where you know people overdose all the time? And it's like, Okay, what, what do you think Chase was on? I don't really think he was on much other than pot and alcohol that night. I mean, that's... I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he was trying to get more, like, and I gave him some cash. I gave what him $60. What did he want? Was he into... He was trying to get the Roxy's. crack, the, or... The 30 milligram Roxy pills. The, that was what everybody was taking. Alan was giving him those sometimes, because Alan would take those. And so he assumed that I could get them, because Alan could get them. And, you know, I, I brought him, and, you know, I was in a motorcycle wreck, and I was on those at one point. And, you know, so I took him to, my, like, that's one of the main areas I picked him up, just to kind of talk to him that night, and be like, you know... Dude, you don't want that shit. Like, I was in a motorcycle wreck, man. Coming off of those pills is terrible. You know, I mean, 
And I figured I could just, you know, hang out with him and, you know. If you didn't really know him that well, why did you let him come to your place? I mean, because he'd been over there before. Okay. Like, and I mean, he worked at the Quick Trip right down the street from my house, so. So what do you think, ha just take me through what happened that when he goes missing. I mean, it's really not that much, like, it's like everybody says I like changed my story and all this stuff, but it's like, that was like what I did that day. You know, I mean, that wasn't really anything to do with Chase. It was like, you know, I ran a bunch of errands, what I was doing, you know, most time when I was fixing up my house. Like, he was there that night and then, you know, basically left sometime between when I was coming back from uh, the store to when I started cooking. Like, I mean, he had to have. Like, I mean, that, that's the okay. only logical thing. Like, so you go on, I think it was March the 26th-ish, to pick him up at Quick Trip, mm -hmm. and it was at night around it was like ten thirty or something. Ten, okay, all right. You pick him up and bring him to your place mm -hmm. directly, or do y'all drive around? No, it's going I mean, it was right down the street. Okay, so you didn't drive around to hit to score and nothing like that. You no. go straight home. All right, yeah. so you go home. What does he do? I mean, we just sit there and start talking. We actually, I had a bunch of stuff that I was building a computer with, so I had him help me carry a bunch of stuff in, and then I started building the computer that I was. It's actually not this one, but a different one. And um, I had, uh, you know, we just sat there and kind of just talked because we had talked, you know, two or three nights ago about the same thing too. What? About him and Amanda fighting and all this stuff. What did they fight about? I mean, it was like money and stuff like that because she wasn't working. And, uh, you know, uh, he didn't really talk too much about it, but I just told him, you know, that, you know, he was a lucky guy and, you know, he's got two beautiful kids, got a beautiful wife. Like, I don't know, you know. It's okay. What most people want, you know, in life is to be, you know, fulfilled with, with those two things. And, yeah. you know, how much, you know. Why was he not happy with that? Was it money problems? Dope? What was it? I, I think it was more or less money problems. I mean, because, you know, like I said, I just, I really didn't know him that, that well. Like, and I mean, it was, this was so long ago that we actually talked about this. Like, you know, and it was mainly me talking, you know, other than him, you know, just sitting there listening. And, you know, he said that he was like, telling Amanda he was going to run off and like sleep in the woods and all this stuff. What? Yeah, you didn't hear that? Uh, no. Yeah, that's that's been another big thing, like... Go off and sleep in the woods? Yeah, and uh... Why? I, I wonder if he tried to do that and died. I mean, I figured they would have find, found him I mean, by then, like... What about, well, just, just, let me just... Go off and sleep in the woods. Okay. Yeah. Did you hear him say that? Yeah. He said it, you know, a couple times and I was like... I always thought it was BS and you know, I was Because he wants to go sleep in the woods. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, uh, he has friends, nobody? you know, and it's like... So that night, y'all stay up late talking about Amanda and you're working on the computer. Mm-hmm. Okay, then what happens? Is he... I mean, he pretty much just, you know, was... I, I think he'd been up for like a couple of days, like tired. Like, I mean, you could tell he was barely hanging on and uh, just passed out on my bed. And, um, like, uh, I just continued to kind of, you know, work on stuff. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, gosh, I think... You know the roofers got there at like 6 a.m. or something yeah like that. they always do that and uh started really early and um you know so i was just you know continuing to get on with stuff for my, my day and uh you know i thought it'd be a good idea that uh i have you know man come over and just kind of have like a cookout thing because you know i knew brandon and them and the roofers and like i like to cook and stuff and i know it's kind of odd to have a cookout but like it was uh you know it, it was yeah it was something Okay, so anyway, she didn't come over. No, she didn't. And you tried to get him of. to call Amanda and invite her over to kind of like make the peace. Right. Did he do it? No, not that I know of. And I mean, that's why I tried to talk to her 
on his phone because I didn't have her number. Like, and that's why I had his phone in the first place was to call her and ask her mainly if he needed to be at work that day because I didn't know and he, you know, had to be at work at nights most of the time. So, and, and then what happened? And then I kind of just went on with my day. Like, I mean, I just went and did, you know, stuff I normally do. I went to Lowe's. Um, I had to drop a laptop off that I'd fix for somebody. What did you need at Lowe's? I mean, I was fixing my house up, so yep. I, I can't tell you exactly yep. what it was. I mean, just... So you go to Lowe's, you go to the grocery store. First, I went to go drop this laptop off that was down um, off of, uh, um, gosh, it's my friend Ricky's house, which was, like, downtown, pretty much. He's over, you're going about your day, you're doing your thing, and um, you take the computer to Ricky, who lives... He lives um, pretty much downtown. Right. I mean, uh, downtown like, Atlanta. Yeah, and so, you were all the way up here in Kennesaw, right? And I told so him he wanted to come with me. That's forty yeah. minutes and forty minutes at least. Yeah, it's probably more like three hours or something like that. Yeah, by the time you get get there, forty minutes in there, thirty minutes back, forty minutes at best. Right. Okay. So you leave him where? He was upstairs. Just uh, I mean, Sacked at this out. point. I mean, yeah, he was just asleep because, you know, the, this was probably like 8 o'clock, you know, that I was A.M. Yeah. All right, so, so you do all that. He'd been asleep for like five hours probably, not even, maybe four, I'd say, four or five. That's what I always say, nothing good happens after midnight. I mean, you always get in arguments, you know, everything goes sideways at midnight. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, because I don't want to get any, I don't want to lose any of this because I'm piecing it all together and make a timeline. All right, so you go at 8, 9, 10... 30 you get back mm -hmm. what's he doing sleeping same exact thing door open closed doors open at this point because he's still in my room your so, room yeah okay. and this is when i got him up um and i mean i basically woke him up and was like yo come with me come on i'm gonna have a cookout you know call amanda and i dropped all the plans on him because i was like man i figured he'd be up by now you know ready to go and rolling and uh got him up and then i you know got to put him in the other bedroom because i was going to work on some stuff in my room at this point and because i had like a four bedroom house so Dang. yeah up in Kennesaw, and um it was uh you know i was like you know there's no point letting him sleep in my room continue when i got crap i got to do and um you know i was kind of like you know irritated at this point because i was like you know wanting him to be up so we could get stuff kind of rolling but you know he was you know also you know had could tell he hadn't been sleeping for a couple of days and you know had been fighting or whatnot so he went in the other bedroom mm -hmm. door open shut door open so later that day you gave the roofers a tour of your home was he there uh, see i didn't really give him a tour of my home because they've been there before they told me that you gave him a tour of your home that they showed you showed him around your house uh, i mean i guess but like that would probably be at like four o'clock or something four or five o'clock i mean i didn't really think that was later significant yeah but so you come by, you get back 10, 30, 11-ish, you move him from your bedroom to the other bedroom, mm -hmm. he crashes, door open, and you do what? I start going and getting, you know, I have to, that's at that point I go Is this a weekday or a weekend? I think it's a weekday, yeah. Oh yeah, Amanda wasn't working, so she could come over. Probably, I mean, I, that's, it, that's what I thought, you know, I didn't think she'd do anything taking care of the kids, yeah. like, and uh, I kind of wanted to, you know, squash this, you know, fighting thing, if it was really what it was. See, remember, I gave Chase 60 bucks, too. I told him, I gave him 60 bucks the night before he asked me for money. And uh, I told him, you know, yeah, you know, I'll give you this. But what did he all do I got 60 it? bucks. He had it in his pocket the whole time, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't think he left and came back while I was, you know, gone that I know of, you know. Okay, I mean, so you get back, try to wake him up. He goes in the other room. Then you start doing what? I, 
after that, that's at that point I go to to Publix and Lowe's, and that's when um, um, I went and grabbed. I forget what it was I needed to grab it at it, uh, Lowe's, but um, I grabbed all the stuff to cook with at Publix, and um, that's when uh, I came back, basically started with the grill. And it was probably you know one two o'clock at this point, and um, you know after I started up the grill, I like set the backyard like I had a bunch of coals that pretty much one some blew out to the yard and like I mean roofers literally had to get off the house because it was like so smoky from a fire that I just started in the back. The pine straw. Yeah, and because uh, there's nobody behind me in Kennesaw, it was like all woods back there, and uh, basically after that, that's when I went and tried to you know get chased up. I was like, man, did you see the fire in the backyard? Because the bedroom he was in was directly by the back you I mean you could see that fire like you know plain as day you know and that's when i realized he wasn't there anymore and um, what time was that i want to say it was like two or three o'clock when you like came that. back from Publix, was he there i didn't check were the bedrooms upstairs yeah so you leave for Publix at what time yeah it's probably 12-ish or something like that and he was there mm -hmm. you get back from Publix, you don't go up there the Pine straw catches on fire, and mm -hmm. you go up there at what time? About? I want to say it was like between like one or two o'clock. It'd been like maybe one or one hour, or something like that. Not even that long. Like before the last time I maybe maybe one thirty or something. For like you that. to leave him, go to Lowe's, go to Publix, get back, start a fire, put the fire out, and go up there. It's probably more like two o'clock. I mean, he was gone, and he was gone, and like he he had taken his bag and everything that he had. Like he had a little bag, and, uh, and then he had his—he left his two little bottles of beer in my in the closet. But other than that, how big was the bag? It's like a backpack. Was it a backpack? Yeah, it was a backpack. So he leaves with his backpack and sixty bucks. You said you helped phone. him take his bags to the other room, though, right? Yeah, it was that backpack. It was just a backpack. That backpack and like a you know grocery bag of two bottles of beer or something like that. So. Did you see it coming that he was leaving? Yeah, he did that every time. Like he would just disappear every time. Every time that I that he was over at my house, he would always never tell me he was leaving. He would just disappear. And man, would always pick <coughs> him up. Like so, that was his mo. So I wasn't too worried. How many you know? times have he been over and disappeared? Two or three. I mean, each time he'd been at my house, he always just left because I was always like trying to get him to do something or like you know something like a cookout or just I feel like something that he didn't want to do. You know, he was uh, you know all about like just kind of getting stoned at that point. And you know, like I said, I wasn't really smoking, so. It was, uh, I mean, it was okay, kind of his MO. on another topic. Amanda hit on you? I mean, screwed up. It, it was, you know, like, yeah, I would say yeah. Like what? Like, I mean, like she was mad at Chase and it was just like, you know, um, basically, uh, I'm stoned now, um, you know anything goes like you know you just have like that eye connection thing and it's just like you know you can tell when people are wait 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 wait, wait. is like, this another man thing where he thinks oh she's so into me and she's like so not mm, no <laughs> i wouldn't say that so you really think she was hitting on you i mean it's not like hitting on me like grab my ass or anything but like i mean she was like you know feeling it out at least like i mean she called me and told me to come over there to bring her some pot for like you know, just some bizarre reason. Like, you know, it was just kind of... You think she was trying to get back at Chase? You know, I hope so. Like, that was that was kind of what yeah, I was... Yeah, because otherwise that means that... Yeah, yeah. okay. 
come in. Okay, back to the day. All right, so around, you think, 2 o'clock, you notice he's not gone and his backpack is gone. Mm -hmm. Now, earlier that day, you had taken his cell phone with you. Why? <laughs> because, I mean, I, I think I just really had it with me, but I really wanted him to stay and, you know, wait for him, to, Amanda, to come over because I knew he always left. Like, that was his MO. You know, he'd always leave. So if I had a cell phone, he wasn't going to leave right away. And, but that was like early in the morning when I thought that Amanda and would come over and uh, before I, you know, moved him out of the bedroom. And because uh, I really wanted to talk to him again, you know, to make sure that, you know, nothing crazy was going to happen. But, you know, fair enough. So would the roofers have been in a position to see him leave? They, they should have. Like, that's what I thought. You know, that's why I assumed they just saw him, saw him leave because, I mean, they were worked there. The house had a steep... Um, See, at this point, when the, it was really smoky, they had to get down off the roof there. Because that's, you know, and that's why I assumed, you know, that Chase had heard them running around or whatever. I don't even know how they, he was sleeping with all that noise. Like, I mean. <clears throat> I've been told that you had a big black bag of stuff you threw away in a dumpster. What was it? A big black bag? Oh, uh, probably ceiling tiles, all kinds of crap. I mean, I'm completely redoing the house. I mean, the, the whole dumpster thing is kind of ridiculous to me. Because I had all my neighbors throw stuff in it. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just Why like... Why do you think everybody's pointing the finger at you? Because I'm the person that nobody knows. And I'm just like that odd piece the to the blame. The last one to see yeah. him and all that. And I mean, his disappearance doesn't make sense, but in a way... It does. If he kept telling people he was going to leave and go live in the woods, are you sure about that? Yeah, that was. I mean, that's that's well known too. I'm pretty sure. I mean that that, that he said that. I think his mom even knows that. Like, how badly do you think he and Amanda were fighting? I mean, bad enough to where they she would just throw him out of the car, like randomly, like because she they want to fight in front of the kids and stuff, and um, you know that was a. Uh, do you think he would actually leave his children? I, you know, wouldn't have thought that, you know, but I mean. And I could see somebody leaving their wife if they fought all the time, but the children, that's the thing. That's a, where, I, where I don't buy him going into the woods because I don't think he would have left those children. I mean, I don't think that he would have left for a significant period of time, but definitely a short period of time. Let me pause and thank our partners making our investigation into the disappearance of Chase Masner possible. And it is Link AKC. Don't leave your dog out of the fun. Get the Link AKC Smart Collar. It's backed by the American Kennel Club. The Link AKC Collar is a GPS locator and a fitness activity tracker all rolled into one smartphone app. It even has an LED light and temperature sensor. Now, this is what I love. The GPS locator quickly and accurately tells you where your dog is. I've got total peace of mind. I don't have to worry if fat boy's running down the street or chasing or being chased by a car. I can see exactly where he is right on the app. And it doesn't matter how old or out of shape your dog is, whether it's a pure breed or a mutt like mine. Link AKC's activity and wellness tracker shows the exact amount of activity for your dog. It's so easy to set up, which is good for me. Sizes for every dog and super comfy. Keep your little doggy safe, happy, and healthy with the Link AKC Smart Collar. It's a perfect gift for you and your dog, and you can try it risk-free for 90 days. 
You'll get 30% off and free shipping if you use code Nancy at the linkakc.com checkout. Code Nancy at linkakc.com. Save 30% and free shipping. You're not going to get that at the pet store. Linkakc.com. Thank you for all the joy you're bringing to people and their pets. But thank you for being our sponsor today. We are talking about Iraqi war vet Chase Masner and with me is Daniel Wilkerson. Daniel has been on the case from the very, very beginning. Daniel reporting from CBS 46 News. So after nearly three years of trying to find her son with volunteers that call themselves Team Chase on the case, along with us, along with you, Daniel, after begging police to bring dogs out to the house where he was last seen with his buddy, Brad Clements, they finally do it. And what do they find, Daniel Wilkerson? They find human remains. They, the dogs hit on human remains. We first uh, took the dogs into the house, the basement. Uh, they didn't find anything after looking throughout the house. Came out, turned to the left, right behind the back door up under a deck. The first dog sat on a place, and then they went and got another dog. And uh, that dog sat in the same area. And I tell you, we were all just blown away. Amazing. Amazing. With me is Daniel Wilkerson. News reporter with CBS 46 News in Atlanta, who's been on the case from the very beginning. Daniel, you saw Brad Clements in court, and it just takes me back to the time that you and I were banging on his door, and he opens up, and I sat on his bed for, I guess, what, three hours? He kept trying to make up excuses to get away, like, I need to take a shower, and I'm like, I'll just sit here. I'm fine. And he (laughs) seemed like such a laid-back guy. What's the status on his so-called best friend's case right now? Well, he's been indicted, Nancy. We are waiting to see if there's a way that if he makes a deal, he will be able to tell the story what happened that night. Of course, that's what the family is waiting for. Of course, at this point, you know, he's only been charged with hiding the body. And so because they couldn't get a cause of death, we don't know, you know, how it all went down. And so that's what we're waiting on right now. And some seem to think that he will try to strike a deal. And as you know, the time for hiding a body is nothing like it is for other charges like murder. Well, I think they should take it to trial and let a jury decide what happened. I mean, because if it were an innocent cause of death, COD, why would you lie? I mean, come on, Daniel, if you had a heart attack and killed over right now, God forbid, trust me, I would not drag your body to the backyard and bury it under a slab of, and then pour a slab of cement over it. Sure. And yeah. And, and a lot of the evidence, Nancy, is gone because it took so long to find him. So there's, you know, trying to find evidence in the ground to link it with, you know, what could have been in the house at the time is it would probably be nearly impossible. Well, let me ask you this. Why did it take three years to bring cadaver dogs to the location where this Iraqi war vet was last seen alive? What? Three years? And I asked that question of the district attorney the other day, and I said, hey, how, what do you think about the job that the police department did? And uh, he it seemed to think they had done a great job. And I said, well, wouldn't simple police work have brought dogs to that backyard? And you remember, Nancy, it was a shallow grave. So you would think if they you know, had done that, maybe even a month after he went missing, those dogs would have hit then. But instead, this family had to wait, what, more than three years to only find him in the very backyard of the home where he was last seen. Did they give you an answer why they waited three years to send out dogs? Because that destroyed the evidence. The bodies decomposed. 
You're right. And and well, when I asked the district attorney the other day whether or not uh, they had taken dogs back, he acted like he didn't know. So, you know, that's something I'll be digging into. And I'm sure you will, because Man. simple police work would have found Chase. Man, or even bring in volunteer dogs. I mean, yes. anything, just anything. And let me ask you this. You think there's a deal in the works? I don't like that at all. When I spoke with the district attorney, he, he didn't indicate. But just speaking with the investigators, I think that they will try to give Brad a deal. I, I really do. And the, the, one of the things you may understand this better, the district attorney says that when it comes to you know trying to get a story out of him, he didn't know whether that was best simply because a person, I guess, just trying to get a deal could just come up with something. So who knows if we'll even get the truth from Brad Clement. If well, I can tell you this right now. We spent we spent so much time with him. Of course, you're not going to get the truth out of him. He's never going to tell the truth. So why bother cutting a deal for a lie? It's going to be a lie. Okay. Sure. I mean, why, should I believe him or my lying eyes? Chase Masner was at his home. He disappeared. Brad Clements conducted a, a, a very intricate cover-up and held up the lie for three years, continued feeding the lie with more lies. He buried the body in a shallow grave. He then covered it with a slab of cement and has a deck on top of it. You don't do that when it's an accidental or natural cause of death. Bam. Some people would argue, oh, well, they were both doing drugs and he didn't want to get found out. Well, th- get, get yourself clean and sober and then call and say, my buddy has OD'd. If you have an accidental or natural cause of death, you don't drag the body to the backyard and bury it in the dark of night. That's not how that goes down, Daniel. Yeah, and, and the thing I keep thinking about, Nancy, looking at that autopsy, looking at the way that police say and the medical examiner says Brad prepared the body before he buried it. What does that mean? There were details. It, uh, his uh, arms and hands were bound. His feet were bound. He was wrapped up. And so from the autopsy, it seems as if Brad, if he did this, he spent a lot of time with that body before he buried it. And that's what, you know, police are saying. And, and, and just the just the thought of that. So you had all that time in between the time when you, you know, whatever happened and when you put him in the ground. I mean, it's just crazy to think that a person who is not a mortician or, you know, who deals with dead bodies could spend that much time with a dead body. You know, Daniel Wilkerson, after all that family, all those friends have been through, his wife, Amanda, the children are left without a dad, those little girls, and they're going to cut a deal? Oh, no, no, no. This thing needs to be taken to trial and prosecuted like there ain't no tomorrow. Uh Uh-uh. Nothing is going to do but hard jail time for the death of this young son, father, husband, and Iraqi war vet. That is the very least we can do. Now, if a jury wants to let him go, that's on them. But it would be a cold day in H-E-L-L before I would let this thing go on a cheap plea. The very thought of Brad Clements tying up Chase's body so he could bury it in the dirt in the backyard. N-O, Daniel, no. And you were there when he met with Chase's mother. Oh, When I look back on that, it just makes me sick. Describe it. We had been at the hotel with Brad Clement, and we knew we had to get him to the mother, to Chase's mother, you know, because we didn't want him to whittle away from us. So, as you know, we all got in the car. We went to my station, and uh, Stephanie met Brad Clement for the first time, and she was just shaking, if you'll recall. Don't you remember the way he lied to her and she hugged him 
and was trying to get the truth out of him. And it was very awkward. And even sitting there, even sitting there, Nancy, he, you know, I'd heard his story about six or seven times an account of what happened that night from him. And even sitting there, he added details that he had not told me. And so I had some questions and you did too, just by the account that he gave Chase's uh, mother, you know, her, her first question to him was, did he say anything about me? Yeah, the whole all this time, these three years, she thought that she she was carrying some kind of guilt that was he angry with me? Is it my fault that he, you know, did this or what happened to him? Did I have any role in it? And, you know, of course she did. I've never seen a more loving mom than her. I want to thank our partner making our program possible. It's 1-800-DENTIST. You know, I can't tell you how much it means to me that I've been able to Take care of my children, not only going to the doctor, but the dentist, because John David just got his braces off, and he's got this beautiful smile. Lucy got hers off about two months ago. Beautiful smile, and I am so proud, because that's the first thing people look at you, and they see your smile. That's what I always look at, people's eyes and teeth. It's the first thing I look at. I I can't help it. I want them to go through life with this gorgeous smile and feeling confident, not not smiling or holding something up over their face because they have crookedy teeth. And that's why I want to thank 1-800-DENTIST. They set you up with an appointment with an awesome dentist, 1-800-DENTIST. They match you with a local dentist in your area that suits all your specific dental needs. Now, for a dentist, for instance, with the latest technology, CEREC, C-E-R-E-C, CEREC, dentists can create a high-quality crown in one single office visit. No more multiple trips, no more spending gaps of time with gaps in your teeth. With the dentist you find using 1-800-DENTIST, you get the care you need before the year is over. Don't worry about replacing a temporary crown you got back in December with a permanent one in January. Usher in the new year with a beautiful smile. Learn about CEREC, C-E-R-E-C, and book an appointment today by visiting 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash CEREC. 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash C-E-R-E-C. 1-800-DENTIST, thank you, not only for helping people get that beautiful smile that I have worked so hard to give my twins, but for being our partner here today. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Goodbye, friend.